This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Rams Talk Podcast. With news, previews and interviews about the club we love the most. And new episodes every single week. Hello and welcome to Ramsalk episode 46. Sorry we're a little bit late this week. Uh, we thought very tactically that we'd do it after the West Ham game, probably hoping that we'd win and we'd we'd get a, a podcast that bangs because we've, we've beaten a Premier League team. Obviously, as we know, that didn't happen. But I've got three lads here with me today. Um, I've got someone that hasn't been on in a while and I'm very happy to see him back. Chris Matthews Redwoods. How are you, mate? Hey, mate, really good, thank you. Good to be back. Good to see you all. Good man, good man. Great to see you again. Uh, Callum Bucock, how are you, mate? I'm great, mate, and I'm all ready for deadline day pod. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. And Jamie Page, how are you doing, mate? Have you recovered from yesterday? I know my legs haven't. Yeah, well, the thing was, we walked from Pride Park to Derby City Centre and then walked back. So, yeah, it was, it was a bit... Uh... <laughs> counterproductive really but yeah i'm wearing the mustard i haven't got anything yellow so i went with a, a mustard for deadline day so hoping we get something confirmed maybe even when we're on live who knows maybe maybe i mean we've had two names mentioned already and we'll talk about them later on uh we are recording this it's currently 20 past seven uh on deadline day so if we make any signings that we don't mention today i'm very sorry in advance uh if we're waffling going oh we need the striker we signed three in a couple of hours so yeah bear with us on that one um but to start off uh i'll start with you callum uh west ham uh we'll get it out of the way nice and early it wasn't our best performance although i don't think we played badly either 
No, no, we didn't. Um, I think that when you look at uh, on paper, look, if we got anything out of it, it would have been a great result. Um, we we can obviously see where the priorities lie in terms of the way Paul Warren reacted to going 2-0 down, taking off our, uh, the, the better players or the start, starting uh, uh, players, as, as you say. Um, I think when you look at just the overall play of the result, it was kind of a bit of a, not a dead rubber game, but when they got that second, it just kind of killed the game off. Um, and and it's, the lads played really well, relatively, to be honest, uh, and held their own in some aspects. I thought Jason Knight, again, was was class. Um, uh, and when you look at, again, Premier League opposition, we're in third division. What more can you, can you ask of them? They put the effort in. It was just probably just wasn't the night. Nothing really went our way. So, uh, so no, it was one of them. Yeah, Paul Warren came out afterwards. Uh, I heard it on the radio this morning. He said that to win these sort of games, you need an element of luck and an element of FA Cup magic. And he said there was absolutely no magic there last night at all, <laughs> uh, which is quite funny. But yeah, he did He did take a lot of players off. He said that it had been planned to to take players off after 60, 70 minutes. He's obviously got the league in mind. He, he thought, you know, give it a bit of a go. But towards the end, there's no point risking people. We're not going to break down that West Ham defence with the team that we've got. But Jamie, um, I just want to come to you because it's something we were talking about yesterday because we watched a game together, which was nice. Um, we spoke about Hayden Roberts, and now Hayden Roberts has—he's not been—I wouldn't say bad. I don't think he's been bad at all. I think he's been distinctly average. But yesterday, he impressed you, didn't he? He did, yeah. I think he was my mom. To to be quite honest, I think he—I uh, tweeted out after the game. I think he kept us. He kept us ticking. He was comfortable with the ball. We had that chance um, where James Collins kind of fired it across the the box and could have got on the end of that. Um, he was probably Liam Rossini's man. He was Liam Rossini's signing, um, and he's he's been good. He's been good in the sense that he's had to sit on the bench. He's had to bide his time. Obviously, now he's got the opportunity with Louis Sibley um, being injured. And I think he's taken he's taken the opportunity. He looks solid. He's probably not a left back. He probably prefers playing at, at centre back. So it's a bit of a, a new position for him. And and I think he's been he's been doing really well. So I think he's a good understudy for for Sibley. And and who knows, maybe he can make that role his own. And then we've got Sibley to come back in a, a number ten or a, a forward position when he comes back. I don't know what you guys think of that, but yeah, I was I was really impressed with him. So so well done, well done, Hayden. If you're listening, I'm sure he is. I'm sure <laughs> every Sunday night he uh, he comes on and listens to the pod. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I thought he had a good game as well. Um, to be honest, I can't see him holding his place for very long. I think the way that Sibley was playing beforehand, uh, he's just you know in that role, which is very strange. Sibley's far better somehow. Weirdly, Sibley's the best left back we have which doesn't feel real to say. But Chris, uh, you know, another player that sort of came out with pretty good reviews was Conor Hurahan. I thought he played quite well. I know in the past you've been critical of the fact that he, he can't run. Um, what, what were your thoughts on his performance and the team's performance as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I thought it felt a bit strange, didn't it? Because I think the hype from everyone else about Derby playing West Ham in the FA Cup seemed to be more outside than it was with us. I don't think it was a game. It was a free hit. If we got a win, great. Draw was probably uh, was probably the worst result because we don't want any more any any more fixtures piling up. So yeah, it was a bit of an odd one. And I think you know the crowd sort of sum, 
sort of summed it up it was never going to be a full house rocking rocking stadium so yeah i mean i'm not overly fussed about the, the, about the result i thought hurahan and mendes lang um excelled i thought they were pretty much our only threats going going forwards um but yeah i think Corahan, connor hurahan last month i think has been excellent and um him and birds it's going to be a miss with uh depending on how long he's out because i think those two were getting a really good partnership going um but there's no reason why jason knight can't can't drop back next to him um and see how it goes but yeah west ham it was a free hit and i don't think any of us are going to lose any any sleep over it <laughs> no no i agree i don't think we will either and you've You've jumped in there, Chris, and you've beaten me to my next cue card. Um, <laughs> Bird's untimely injury. Um, Paul once said that he, he'd felt his groin twinge a little bit just beforehand, and then he, he tried to whip that ball into the box, and he felt it go. And, you know, when there's no one around a player and they go down, you always feel the worst, don't you? And Callum, uh, Chris says just then it's it's really concerning. Obviously, he's he's a top player for us. Do you think that any of the players we currently have have what it takes to fill that void? I don't know about filling Bird's void. I think uh, I think he's been um, a, a pretty much rock within a, a poor worn uh, fixture, to be honest. I think and starting eleven. When you look at the way he plays, he just dictates the way um, we play. He plays those balls over the top. I mean, the one against Bolton was was the best one. And when you look at going going forward, can anyone fill those shoes? Probably the only one on paper is probably Corey Smith. Um, and he went in there for the last 20-odd minutes when obviously he went off. Um, will, he, will he do the, the same job? I don't know. Physically, um, obviously, he's half half his height, bless him. And that's not nothing against Corey Smith, but he's not going to win any headers and, and, and win the ball back or anything like that, um, really. But he's played there for Swansea. He's played there in the Championship. Uh, and that's his natural position. So I can't see any reason why he can't do a job um, And for however long Max Bird's out. Let's just hope it's the earlier prognosis to what he said in a couple of weeks rather than it being eight weeks and it's a period of time that went up without him. Yeah, let's hope so. And we might as well bring this up now um, because otherwise we're just going to have to keep dancing around it. So there's two players that Derby have apparently won the race to. Uh, there's Harvey White, who's a holding midfielder or fullback, or apparently false nine as well, um, who plays for Spurs. He's played in the Premier League, albeit for about three minutes. And he's the captain of Spurs under-21s. He's played for Portsmouth uh, about a year and a bit ago. He played for Portsmouth in League One, so he, he knows what it's about. He's played it before. He's only 21. Um, and there's another lad called Kido, Kido, I'm not sure, Taylor Hart, who is a winger or a striker that I know nothing about. I've never heard of him. I had a quick look on Transfer Mark to see what he'd done. And he's, he's not made many appearances for Arsenal's youth team this season either. When we talk about potentially losing birds in the middle, Jamie, um, Harvey White, obviously, when I looked at it, I thought left back. I thought that it made perfect sense. He's going to come straight in and fill that left-back void. But could he be the one to replace Bird in the middle? Yeah, I think so. I think he's highly rated um, from, from Spurs fans. I think it's one of those when you see that you're linked with a, a lone player, if you recognise the name, it's always a good sign. If I'm honest, I didn't recognise Hayden Roberts' name at the start of the season. I mean, I'm going to put Kido Taylor-Hart 
in the same bracket as Luke Planche because I didn't hear, I haven't heard of Luke Planche before. You know, he came to he came to Derby too. So if he has the same impact that that Luke Planche has had, um, then then brilliant. But yeah, Harvey White he's been in and amongst the squad this season. He's highly rated by Spurs. Um, like you said, there under twenty ones um, captain. I think he's a bit of a free kick specialist as well, which yeah um, would be a would be a good thing to add to the to the team here. And he's very much a centre centre midfield player. Um, so maybe that gives us an indication that if this bird injury is going to be um, on the longer the longer side, that that Harvey White would be the player that kind of comes in. And I I, I tend to agree. I think I put out earlier about. You know the the solution to to Max Bird's injury, and I don't think it's as easy as as um, Corey Smith in in the middle. And I know we talked about that yesterday, and I think that's twofold. I think one, you take him away from right back, and I think he's performing really well there. And two, I don't think the balance is quite right with yeah, um, Smith, agree. Bird, sorry Smith, Hurahan, and Knight in the middle there. So it looks like Paul Warren's acted quite quickly. It looks like we've got someone that's got a lot of potential, someone that wants to come and ultimately force his way into Antonio Conte's plans if he's if he's there past the season. Might be Pochettino next season, you never know. Um, but yeah, it, it looks like a really, really good loan deal. And it looks at the moment like we've we've kind of fought off championship opposition for his signature if it if it does get over the line. Well, that's what made me think he's got to be a player that will start hasn't he? Uh, you know, there's no way that Spurs would send him to League One ahead of championship teams unless they knew he was going to play every single game because all they care about is his development. They don't care about us. We could do anything. We could lose every game for the rest of the season, but if he plays well, they'll be happy. So I think that's exactly it. I think he's going to play, whether it's at left back, whether it's in midfield, whether it's both. Maybe he'll, you know, end up moving around, be a bit of a Jason Knight and play every position. Who knows? Um, I saw some people clambering for him to play up front. And I know one Collins disaster class might uh, push you to the edge a little bit because his first touch was a bit dodgy last night. But yeah, it's good to have a player that can do that. And and Chris, you know, we've mentioned Kido Taylor-Hart there. Obviously, I'm sure you haven't heard of him. I haven't heard of him. I'd be surprised if any of us have heard of him. I've I've looked him up on Arsenal's website. It says that he's quick, he's direct, he gets in behind. That's exactly what Derby need, isn't it, up front? Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. And I think listening to what Paul Warren's been saying over the last two months, none of these, neither of these two players have been a last-minute thing. I think he's been keeping tabs on them, um, and he's obviously looking for, um, well, in my opinion, on the loan side, looking for a direct replacement for. Asula, who didn't who didn't really work out, um, and yeah, uh, I think Jamie picked up on it. I've actually heard of Harvey White, which must be a good thing. So he he, is, he isn't going to be coming to be he's coming to Derby to sit on the bench, is he? And Taylor Hart, um, you know, he'll probably be third choice out and out striker, but he's going to be really pushing um, Barks and Mendes Lang, and I really hope really hope it's. Um, it, it works out for him. I hope he isn't another Asula, you know, a couple of good performances and that's it. But, um, you know, the way Arsenal are playing right through their ranks at, 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 at the moment, um, yeah, he could be exactly what what we need up front. And hopefully, gives Collins the kick he needs 
Yeah, I hope so, mate. I hope so. And it just made me think because he, he can play on the wing. He can play up top. We've got quite a few impact players on the wing now. And I think our problem is we didn't have anyone that could come on up top and make a difference. Like when McGoldrick comes on, you know he'll do something, but he's not going to explode in behind or, you know, you want to hit someone on a lightning counter attack. McGoldrick can't do that and Collins certainly can't. So I think it's it's good to have a player that could potentially make an impact in those areas. But talking about someone that has made an impact in the wide areas recently, um, and we'll get on to the... I'll tell you what, let's talk about the scenes surrounding it first. Port Vale, you know, we've not done a pod since then. I know it's been a week, so sorry about that. Port Vale, it was a week ago now. Some of the limbs were were phenomenal. Um, you know, seeing everyone run onto the onto the, the corner of the pitch was was really, really special. Callum, one nil down, 85th minute. I'm thinking I should probably go to bed soon. It's it's getting late. <laughs> it's not great. I mean, when that first goal went in, what was your reaction? Well, like you said, when when we were one 0 down, going towards the last two three minutes, I actually went to the toilet, came back, and we actually put the first one in. I actually missed it live. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So no, uh, when when you watch um, just that that last minute and fifty seconds or whatever that's been going around on, on Derby's social media um, for both those goals. Um, just like you said, just was pandemonium, and it just reminded you of those of those times where we went obviously leads in the playoff semis, and and those are what good great away days that we all remember. Um, that's kind of been long forgotten over the last eighteen months from what we've all gone through. And you think that uh, re- really, would you ever said that Port Vale away was going to end up being probably one of the best away days ever? No, <laughs> especially on a Tuesday night. So. Uh, so no, so it was one of them where, like you said, um, that that I, I didn't expect the first one, let alone the second, and I'll let one of the other guys that probably described the the winning goal. <laughs> well, I just want to touch on as well McGoldrick's celebration after he put the ball in the back of the net, um, celebrating in front of that defender who just tried to batter him all game, and McGoldrick came and had the last laugh. But I, I remember Jamie when they had their kick off. And I just turned to Paris. I was like, just don't concede. Please don't concede. Don't lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm begging you, do not lose. And all of a sudden, we hit them on the break again. Tony Springer, phenomenal. Stretches to keep that ball in at full stretch. Shows what it meant to him already. Plays Lewis Dobbin, who suddenly becomes the second coming of Pele, minutes after <laughs> setting up the first goal, skips past two defenders like they're not even there. And they were genuinely like they're not even there. Hammers it across. Mendes Lang, left foot, top corner. Away end goes mental. Uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, well I, well, I wasn't expecting it. That's not Derby County, is it? We don't do that kind of thing. So um, <laughs> I was actually football training at the time, this time last week. Um and yeah, someone had told me on 80 minutes that we were still one nil down. I thought, right, that's it. It's over. Um, you know, the unbeaten run is is no more. And then to come off the pitch and and see that we we won two one, it was it was amazing. Um, my reaction there was was good, but those reactions in the the away end was pretty special. And yeah, a, a word for for Tony Springer. You know, he's come in. He's a young lad. The introduction that he's had so far, I think, has been testament to, to him as an individual testament to Paul Warren's kind of recruitment plan I think not only did he you know 
put himself out to win that that ball um, at Port Vale. But I think he made an impact when he came on last night. He was the last player off the pitch last night. He actually walked around the whole pitch clapping the fans. Um, so he seems like a really good kid. Um, and I'm, you know, when you just wish a Derby County player well, obviously I, I wish everyone well, but I really wish <laughs> it works out for Tony. Well, you know, some of them, some of them, maybe I don't, but um, yeah, I think he was, I think he was great. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to what he can do in a, in a Ram shirt, but yeah, the scenes, I think they, they rivaled Reading away for me last season, Reading away when, when Davis scored that equaliser. That was um, that was pretty special. I got the same kind of vibes from from Port Vale. So yeah, we we're, we're not down, we're not beaten. We'll come back and, and we'll win games, and and that's how we're going to get promoted. We've got to grind these results up. Well, that's exactly it. And if I'm not mistaken, the last away game before that was Cheltenham, where we also went a goal down. So that's two games in a row. Obviously, it's not a good trend that we keep conceding first, <laughs> but we keep coming back, and that's the that's the main thing, isn't it? I don't think we even played well. To be honest, I think we had a couple of chances. I remember Dobbin running through a goal and just passing it straight to the keeper. I want to kill him. And then he turns into Messi. And I'm like, oh, Dobbin, what a player. <laughs> you know how fickle football is. But Chris, I mean, when you look at the, the reaction of the team there, Jamie's just mentioned they're the sort of games you need to win to get promoted. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I know you won't like that, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you think this team has what it takes to get promoted back up to the championship? Does it have what it takes? Definitely. Whether they will or not, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> That's a cop out. Yeah. That's shocking. <laughs> but 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 no, you know, Jamie said, you know, that's not the Derby way of doing things. We've lost a lot of games like that, conceding two goals stupidly in the last in in the last few minutes. But you know, and of course, it's going to be different to last season because last season and well, previous few seasons have been like a Dialamo trying to trying to stay up and trying to get up and trying to stay up are two very different things. Um, but I think personally, for me, I think that was the biggest result of the season so far because we were we were rubbish, really. Let's be brut- let's be brutally honest. If we had lost that game one 0 we couldn't have had any complaints about it. Um, but I think just just touching on the atmosphere again for the second goal when Dobbin beat those two men, the you often hear football fans, you know, a whole stand shout shout and come on, but literally you could hear it on the audio. Every single one of those fans was singing, "Go on!" And I think it could have been Collins on the end of it, and he would have still up with it in the in the top corner. They were literally sucking it in. So <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Bless him. <laughs> no, he's not. Had a, he's not had a good few weeks, is he? No, but, poor bloke. But yeah, but um, but no, I think we do. I think it's wins like that which make fans believe that we can do it. Um, and you know what, we off Sheffield Wednesday was still eight or nine points off. I don't think we're scared. I don't think we're scared about that. I think they're more scared of us. So I really hope we can do it and get into the top top two. But if it is another playoff campaign, no one's going to want to. No one's going to want to want to play us, and I'm not afraid of anyone. So and it is the best way to go up, isn't it? So. Oh, no. is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not great for the heart rate, mate. It's, it's really not. Awesome. No, no, no. But it'd be nice, wouldn't it? I feel like I tell you what, I don't. Yeah, 
Craig Forsyth, right? If we win at Wembley and Forsyth on his third time of asking gets to be on the winning side at Wembley after losing twice, that'd be pretty special, wouldn't it? But yeah, I don't want to jinx it now. I've said that. Um, Jamie, you're probably yeah. old enough. Were you there? Were you there in 2007 when we won? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was as well. I think I, I would have been. Was I 13, 15, 16, <laughs> something like that? You, you would have been saying those. You were there 14. in spirit, Jake. You were there I in know. spirit. Mate. My my parents decided it'd be a great idea to book Disneyland Paris at that time of the year because there's no <laughs> way Derby would make the playoffs. And then yeah. we got to the player final award, and I wasn't there. And then been to the next. So at, at least Jamie and I have actually seen. Yeah, at least <laughs> at least we've actually seen Derby win at Wembley. Uh, well, Jay, well, Jake, you saw Mickey Mouse that day, and we saw uh, Billy Davis, who was Mickey Mouse as well. So you know, same experience. <laughs> yeah, true. I think Mickey Mouse would have made some better signings that summer as well. To be honest, <laughs> but if I, if only he'd been in the hot seat. But yeah, that's. Uh, I hope that's you're not talking about Colin Todd. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. Just Claude Davis, mate. Just, just Claude Davis. Uh, I don't time. mean Colin Todd, do I? I mean Andy Todd. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Just that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Slightly different. Yeah, it was uh, not not good times after that, was it? But just want to ask you very quickly, Callum, before we have a, a quick chat about Morecambe. Uh, we've mentioned already Lewis Dobbin. I thought against West Ham, he came on and made an instant difference. He just seems to have that confidence. I think the Port Vale game, that first goal that he set up changed him and it sort of flicked a switch in his brain and told him, oh, yeah, actually, Lewis, you are pretty good at football. You should probably do that more often. And he started <laughs> doing it and it, it's special, isn't it? It's just For me, it's just whether he's a substitute impact player or if he can do it from the start. And I think there was a, there was a small period of time where him and Barkays and, um, were, were on fire, the two of them, and really kept Mendes Lang on the bench and he was kind of the impact player. Um, and then he kind of lost his way a little bit. And he's getting to that stage again where he's coming back into his best form. It's just, like I said, it's just whether... One Paul Warren trusts him to do it from the start and drop Mendes Lang or, or Barkazen. Or we or we give him a shot, and and like you said, against West Ham, it just it, it just looks like he doesn't care. He'll just go and take everyone on from wherever he starts, and whether that's from the halfway line, edge of the box, or takes it down the wing, um, he does it all the same. And he's he's frighteningly quick with his his feet and stuff. Mm-hmm. He can drop inside and use his both feet, which is useful. It's just like they said, that end product that has always eluded him. Um, we've always thought, like you said, he got two great assists, but like you alluded to earlier, he passed a shot straight to the keeper. So so he has got that thing still in him. It's just, like you said, whether we can keep that going. And, and if we can just, like I said, keep that uh, good form going, going into the back half of the season, it, we've got three class wingers. And obviously if Springer can get in on the act with that, then all four of them will be all good options for Paul Warren to just swap and change it with uh, Saturday, Tuesday going into the back end of the season. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And I think there's actually a little bit of NASA Barazite about uh, Lewis Dobbin. <laughs> he's literally the best player on earth until he reaches the penalty area and he just falls apart. I remember Barazite used to be class and then he'd have to shoot or cross and he'd, he'd lose his mind. I meant that wasn't a comparison you were expecting. No, it wasn't. Oh, dearie me. I was thinking Andy Todd more than NASA Barazite. <laughs> <laughs> Barazite. Now that, there's a forgotten player. Next to Rahanai, I think Barazite's coming out. What a talent. 
Um, <laughs> he missed that penalty, didn't he? I know, I know. Yeah, we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. Right, let's get on to our Morgan predictions then very quickly. Uh, so we'll have score prediction, first goal scorer. Um, a preview from you, Callum will go out tomorrow, Wednesday night. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, tomorrow night, yeah. Yeah, love it, love it. Can't wait to listen. Um, so, yeah, cool. Jamie, what's your prediction? I think we're going to bounce back um, and I'm going to say 3-0 comfortable win for the Rams. Yeah, I'm being optimistic. I'm not normally optimistic, to be honest, am I? I, I, I do have no. a little bit of a, a realistic a realistic right, approach. But... Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> it's on Radio Derby last night and everyone was like, oh, we're going to win. And Jamie's like, we're going to lose 2-1. Great. Oh, who was right? <laughs> <laughs> nice of me. Uh, what about you? And Chris? I will. I will. Oh, oh, I was going to say my goal scorers, sorry, but it's, it's right, completely up here. No, go on, mate. Go on, mate. So, first goal, uh, NASA Barasite. Second, <laughs> Andy Todd. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go with um, a Hoorahan goal, a Buck Hazen goal. And hopefully sprig it off the bench. That would be my uh, that would be my sprig it. Spr- sprig it. Sprig it. Can we stop <laughs> signing difficult <laughs> players? <laughs> <to do that>? <laughs> <laughs> you got Barkays and right, and then got the next player wrong. Nil <laughs> oh, nil next what, week. That's my prediction. What, what about you, Chris? <laughs> what do you reckon? Similar to be fair, um, I think Dizzy starting on Saturday is going to be a bit. A bit optimistic, so I'm going to go. Colin's going to start, and he's going to get a brace two 0 Wow, that that is the boldest call that's ever been on this podcast. So <laughs> he needs it. Let's right. face it, he, he does. Needs it. He does. No, I'm sure. I'm sure he bats back. He, he's he's weird like that. He James Collins because he'll go on a run where he won't score for ages, and then he's, he, that's what happened last time. He scored seven in seven, and then hasn't scored since. <laughs> it's such a weird player. But Callum, what do you reckon? Well, I went nicely to appease my guest uh, one all on the uh, preview, but I will go two nil on this one. <laughs> that uh, you've got I'll... no spine, Callum. That's terrible. <laughs> You're going to be getting a DM. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, well, yeah. Uh, and I will go spring it to get a brace. Spring it brace. Oh, beautiful. Sorry, Jamie. What, what, what you, Jay? what you say? What you were say? you waiting for me to say? Oh, I thought prediction? you were going to say Spring it again. No. <laughs> who is Spring it? I don't know who that is. Maybe I know someone called Spring it. I don't know. What about you, Jake? What are you thinking? Oh, I'm going to say 2-0. Um, oh, who's going to score? I'm going to say Mendes Lang's going to score. And oh, I'll go on. I'll go with you, Callum. And I'll say Tony Springett's going to score. Um, get his first of the Rams um, and it's going to be from a cross from Harvey White who's definitely going to sign and if he doesn't sign when this podcast's out then someone else will put it in <laughs> Can I just point out there have been four different four different ways of saying Springer in the last two minutes what is his bloody name? It's Springer, it's Tony Springer it's got an Springer. Yeah. Springer. 
Poor right. guy. This has been another brilliant evening of learning on the Rams Talk podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Um, if you did enjoy, you can check out previous episodes on whatever streaming provider you use. If you've watched the video and want to listen to the audio, same thing, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that sort of stuff. If you've listened to the audio and want to see our faces and see Jamie's reaction every time he says something incorrectly, then you can find that at youtube.com slash at Rams Talk Pod or at Twitter where we're at Rams Talk Pod. We're pretty easy to find. We've got the same name everywhere. So <laughs> I don't know what Jamie's doing. Right. Thank you very much for listening and thank you very much, lads, for coming on. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Cheers, mate. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.